You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome. It's a quiet Sunday morning here on the North American continent. Snuggling up next to the Pacific, this is Suzanne Toro, and we're connecting to soul, silence, and sound. And today we're going to go beyond. Uh, We've been talking about aspects of from karma last week cravings and today I was in reflective repose just connecting to this big giant karmic event we're participating in here on planet earth and right now especially in the Maya this construct, the duality that we create, bad, good, uh, all these different things that create duality are part of the Maya, samsara, the wheel of suffering. And gosh, probably about this time last solar cycle, last year, uh, I was doing some talks on the Heart Sutra. And that sutra is really about going beyond and so a lot of individuals sometimes will spend a lot of time reading esoteric texts yet they apply it intellectually and almost with entitlement in their world to justify certain things and the truth of the matter is is that we have an innate wisdom within all of us and that wisdom is accumulated through several lifetimes and it will continue to evolve and ripen and be available to assist you and others and so someone might feverishly read a lot of information and take sound bites and apply it. Uh, Some of my favorites are uh, go with the flow, manifest your destiny, be in your flow, live your life purpose, or or, uh, the list can go on and on and on. And that's from kind of new age yogic communities, uh, spiritual communities, and some of those are co-opted from Buddhist teachings, yet the the sound bites serve no purpose (laughs) at all. What serves is the cultivation and the feeding of the inner wisdom. And then when one authentically feeds that inner wisdom, it's much easier for them to... uh, embody that and practice it daily in the world around them. And so even, you know, right now in spiritual communities, a lot of people are awakening to quote unquote 
our karma, our collective karma, which is coined as evil. And we could give it that label, yet we all participated in creating it. And so if we step outside of the dualistic world, it doesn't mean that we just ignore that which we created. It's kind of like if I came in your house and spilled a gallon of milk on the floor and I just walked away and ignored that I did that. Uh, A, there's consequences with that. You might not invite me back into your home ever again. Uh, And that really is reflective of maybe my state of being that I would just knock something over leave it there to potentially rot uh, especially if maybe you weren't inclined to clean it up yourself so basically we've created a big mess collectively in the Maya of our society the dualistic polarities you know and so that's always fascinating you know when people want to cut cords and do all these things but it all exists in the stratosphere of here and now and so we have a choice to bring it into balance or not and the best way to see how to balance something is really to step out beyond and this is why western medicine is not that effective because it's used in compartmentalized fashion. It's it's basically you're the heart doctor, you're the lung doctor, you're the liver doctor. Now there's, you know, some helpfulness to that because they really dive in and become a master maybe of that organ, but it's related to all these other organs. So uh, that is a little problematic. In addition, we know we're a part of a natural ecosystem that regenerates itself not just animals and insects and humans but resources and so if we apply this more holistic approach of seeing how we created this mess and then how do we bring it back into balance with the application of nature it's going to have a much more rapid impact of rebalancing now rapid i should say that very lightly because when with the application of uh, ayurvedic science chinese medicine by standards of comparison to western medicine the result of the balancing takes longer uh, through space than potentially taking an advil to get rid of your headache or potentially to get a certain condition to be stabilized or go into remission. Because, and the reason for that is because, one, we have a lot of uh, psycho-spiritual work to do, and then two, depending on the amount of time that that imbalance has been reinforced, we can anticipate that it, it could take just as long to rebalance depending on our cosmic bank account, our karma associated with it in the length of time that we were destined to pay off that quote-unquote debt or the amount of uh, deposits that we had that actually allowed it to balance much more rapidly. So that's why I'll always state that one size does not fit all and that's 
from a spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical state of being, one size does not fit all because we all are unique. And so when we go beyond, this gives us a greater sense of what is. It gives us a greater sense of what our involvement in something on a global level is, on a humanitarian level is. And then if we distill it down to ourself, it gives us a greater understanding of our relationship to that bigger picture. And then when each self takes responsibility for their contribution to the big mess, the milk on the floor, then bit by bit, we clean up the milk. And that's an oversimplistic way to state that. So in our current model, we spend a lot of time over fixated on things that could potentially just compound the polarization of what is versus really addressing the root. Uh, and so, you know, it's not so black and white, the path at all, yet just to... Uh, welcome you today as we dive into this conversation well already dove into the conversation about moving beyond and so as I mentioned earlier a lot of times people will devour esoteric texts they'll regurgitate it they might apply it to their own circumstance and therefore feel that it's uh, absolute but like a theory in science philosophy uh is malleable it's based on testing it trying it and seeing where it takes you and sometimes especially on a spiritual path there are certain things that hold us for a while hold our attention and then we move beyond them and there's a reason for that because one we might test it as we would with a hypothesis or a theory in the lab as we test it and then we realize ah this doesn't really have a lot of weight i need to keep moving beyond to test it further and so that adaptability allows us to keep moving with what is and to keep examining what is now when we do this from within then we get closer and closer to that wisdom that you've already cultivated before here in addition, you get closer and closer to that which you carried from before here, a.k.a. cosmic debt and cosmic deposits. And those merits and those uh, cosmic loans that were destined to pay back will arrive. And so it's really easy in this moment in time on a collective level to point the fingers outward and a lot of what's occurring, depending what your state of awareness is in this moment, uh, has a huge feedback loop to each and every one of us, to ourself, to our families, to our communities. And once we've started to digest that, then we have an opportunity to do something that's so simple, and it's called to be of service. And so it's easy to get caught up in the spin cycle to, to take a moment because all things are present to digest, especially if you're digesting things that in the Maya circle, samsara, are considered quote unquote evil. 
it takes a moment to digest that. But then when we step out beyond, when we go beyond and we see the true nature that we all participated in, then there's an opportunity to be of service. And then it's our choice, our individual choice to decide where we want to serve that bigger thing. And so this also relates to little instances, excuse me, in our life. You know, it might be uh, an upheaval, an emotional upheaval that's related to some of our inner work to help excavate our way to our inner wisdom. And in the big picture, those little upheavals may seem incidental yet they're quite profound because they're helping us lead our way, like I said, to your innate wisdom. And they're also guaranteed, you know, change is guaranteed the one thing that we can count on. So the, the way we meet each of those change moments uh, is our choice. And it's a practice because sometimes those moments are going to feel a little bit more effortless and other times they're going to rock us. They're going to really rock us. And that's the beautiful part about being human, that we get this opportunity to feel, to love, to care, to have compassion for one another, to emote. And if we carry the simple thread of being of service, to all that is around us that shifts how we show up. It shifts how we interrelate to one another. And it gives us the opportunity to start to unlock those doors that keep us from knowing ourselves. So rather than get fixated too much on duality see it see it for what it is so if in samsara we see that there is good and evil there's these polarities uh, we can get over fixated on one or the other and completely bypass our opportunity to do a very important thing and that's to be of service to it all and also within that opportunity of being service to it all, meaning that you're going to really listen so deeply that you see where to be of service to it. And so for some people, it's their duty to go straight in to the darkest points of humanity and serve it. And they're protected in such a way that it ensures that they're able to do that. They move beyond so that they can do that. Some people are meant to serve, quote unquote, the light of the planet in a way, not in a way, a pop culture way, but in a way that feeds that fire, feeds that light. So, we don't completely collapse the world system one way or the other. So as this applies to today's 
moment here on planet earth is that uh depending on your own state of awareness in this moment and there's no judgment of that it is what it is uh you might feel fantastic about where you're at uh where you're participating in life you might feel as if everything is flowing perfectly and that's fantastic and then other people might have awareness you might have awareness of more of the total picture and are aware that a uh, there is a 10 pound gorilla on all of our backs and you might be feeling a little disoriented and that's okay we'll talk about that in a moment Uh, And then you might be a person that is able to engage in samsara, engage in the concept of moving beyond and kind of does a dance between. Uh, And so that's okay too. And uh, anyone that's fully beyond uh, shows up in mysterious ways and will continue to serve in those mysterious ways that aren't typically recognized by the modern human. So if we put that being or beings aside that are beyond and then we work with these three other components, one that's just feeling good forward motion with life the other one that is uh, seeing all things and feels that 10 pound gorilla but more maybe frozen and then the person that uh, is somewhere maybe in between those two people I would call it Um, there's, there's this important aspect that if we can take all these components and be aware of what is, what is, that can put us into a place of being selfless versus being selfish. So in our modern society, when we experience trauma, which we've all been in trauma this past 18 months, we've experienced some kind of trauma in this past 18 months, some more than others. Uh, If we're in in alignment with nature, that gets resolved rather quickly, meaning we're part of nature that would get resolved rather quickly. However, if we carry it with us, typically in this westernized society that we have created globally, we tend to want to escape. So we'll do that through partying, through music, through drugs, through alcohol, through sex, through consumerism, through a vacation, through creating more debt, (laughs) which aka pun intended, creating more debt with all those activities. And so what happens in that moment is that we're actually feeding the imbalance of the thing that we do not want. We decide, oh, I need to run away and bypass. And so we actually make part of this equation, that 10-pound gorilla, 20-pound gorilla, 100-pound gorilla, where soon enough that we can't move the gorilla. 
And so that it can become very detrimental. So we have a forward moving person that's kind of oblivious to what is the person that is, but is seeing that the oblivious person's feeding the gorilla, but, and then the person that's trying to carry their gorilla and someone else's gorilla or the whole world's gorilla, they're getting more and more stuck. And then we become entering into what's known as a heat death. And then we have someone in between that's kind of vacillating between the two. Like, I'll keep things forward moving, but I'm aware of this gorilla and I don't know what to do. So this is the dance we do in samsara. And right now there's more of an amplification because of everything we walk through. And so you might say, okay, well, where are we going with this, Suzanne? Because it seems... uh, that we're not succeeding (laughs) in getting out of this. One, it's taken us a while to get here. So we, as I mentioned earlier in Chinese medicine, uh, when we have an imbalance typically based on the individual's karma, uh, it'll determine how long it'll take for the balance to come back into place. And uh, that will remain to be seen for all of us right now because it's a complex karmic equation. However, right now, that simple act of being of service helps us go beyond because what happens when we become of service, authentic service, not so that you can get your lights on a billboard or on a library or stand up on social media and say, look what I did. When we are in selfless service, meaning maybe people don't even know that you did something beneficial where the ego is not recognized many things dissipate and so that selfless service where the gaze is soft uh, the heart is humble and the identity a.k.a. the masks we wear and the things that we want to be seen as vanish. And typically, so does that being. Meaning, if you go in a room and someone is in selfless service, most people can't even pinpoint where that service is coming from. They may not even see that person, even if they're in the room. That is the action of moving beyond. It's soft, it's subtle, yet it has an outcome. So in this moment, there is this aspect of one, this ability to practice selfless service. And just as I encourage you all to define these core principles from within, that you couple selfless service with those core principles leads us to a third point when we move beyond. And that's a big No, sometimes, meaning no. Even perceptually good things aren't necessarily beneficial. And so that's why in nature we have the roar. We have the ability 
to call out and roar. <laughs> That's why uh, in Buddhism, they'll sometimes talk about the happy Buddha. They'll talk about the peaceful Buddha. That's that silent one that no one really sees. The happy Buddha is the cheeky, maybe uh, provoking, getting a little attention. And then you have the Buddha with the stick that will whack you with the stick. (laughs) So these three things are interdependent in the beyond. And the unseen that runs in and around us will intervene with that no. That unseen that runs in and beyond us will intervene with perspective that's given by that cheeky Buddha, you know, uh, allowing one to see what is without so much seriousness sometimes absurdity and then the unseen works through all of us through the power of being peaceful in service humble and so if one is interested in just letting these three things dance with your inner code of ethics and a willingness to move beyond being fixated on duality, pointing fingers, separation, segregation, just to see that all is available to each and every one of us. And then how do we utilize those so that they serve the highest? And so before we go into the silent meditation, I want you to just to imagine that uh, if someone reminded you very early on in life that one, you had some inner life lessons that were part of your inner work. And that's, that's your main pathway to really liberate those, lighten your load, clear that karma out of your trunk. And then that you also had the opportunity to deposit into your future And the simplest way to deposit into your future is to authentically be of service to something beyond yourself. And then if you cultivate a relationship with your inner self, your inner wisdom, that will assist you in understanding where to focus your attention, where to study, where to learn, where to practice. And all of that together will put you in a place of being of service to self and others. And guess what? All the suffering that we do in samsara starts to fade away. And that suffering isn't just out of quote unquote evil. We impose this upon ourselves through things that we feel are good or virtuous. 
we grasp for those things just as much as we point or want to yell at the evil. So in this moment, I encourage each and every one of you to maybe, as we enter into the silent meditation, to take a moment to see, are you willing to be beyond yourself? Are you willing to deeply reflect on what it means to be of service? What it means to be of service beyond you? And then are you willing to see and discover your inner wisdom so that you can keep mastering it, refining it? Not for just this moment, but for future moments. Not out of ego, but out of, not but, <laughs> but stuck there really well. Not out of ego, out of the purest altruistic motivation that comes from deep, deep from within. And so this doesn't mean that we can't celebrate and enjoy life, quite the contrary. What this means is that we can enjoy life in a different kind of way. You know, people that have the, the Dharma to the life path to really see, serve in deep, dark areas, they are enjoying life because they are serving something so deep within their soul's path that it's not necessarily obstructing them. Yet their life, more than likely, is very different than most people. And I caution those listening, don't assume that it's more virtuous to serve the darkness versus the life within samsara, but to really have a willingness to open up to understand where you are to serve. It's easy, as I mentioned in the beginning, to read, listen, and co-op, a.k.a. steal sound bites from other people's wisdom without ever looking at your own. It takes courage to fi find that wisdom keeper within you, but it's there, and it's your choice if you want to look. So you will be led there eventually, and the sooner the better, because... This will allow you to um, serve and then you'll be able to awaken to it sooner in the next and the next and the next and it'll keep growing. And it's quite a beautiful place to be. So we have our little friend back here, Bud Bud. <laughs> uh, so what I'd like to ask you all to do is one, thank you for taking that in and just ask yourself if you're ready to move beyond, doesn't mean bypass, move beyond and to 
two, trust that that which you need to address, meaning uh, karma, reconciliation, uh, letting go of attachments will occur. And sometimes it's easier than others. And that's where the inner work is. It's, it arrives. You don't have to look for it. It'll, it will arrive, arrives daily. I'm quite certain of it in all of our lives. Some days are uh, more chalk filled with it than others. And then just leave that answer there. And then I welcome you to come up into an upright seated position, taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center. And then exhale out. Another one, inhale. And exhale. One more inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, I welcome you to follow your breath your mind is rather busy, keep your eyes focused on a spot, soft, gentle gaze down in front of you. If you're more an adept meditator, meaning that you don't think through your meditations or oversaturated with thoughts, occasionally they'll pop in, then go ahead and close your eyes. But if, be honest with yourself, if your mind is super busy, typically stare at that focal point in front of you and then take another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. One more inhale. And
Taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center. Gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And then if you're in a lying down position or in Shavasana, roll over onto your side and then gently rising up into that seated position, bringing those sit bones to the floor, lifting up through the base of the spine. And then gently placing your hands together in front of your heart center. And taking a deep breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And then gently, if inspired, bringing your hands up to your forehead and connecting to that inner wisdom. Connecting metaphorically to your higher state of being within the physical temple. Connecting to that antenna that connects us to the eternal reflection. And then from there, taking a moment as you connect a little deeper, just to express gratitude for all aspects of self. Just take a deep breath into that gratitude for all aspects of self. And then exhale out. Again, inhale and exhale. And then if inspired, taking a moment to honor all aspects of self by simply bowing to self with respect. And then as you rise back up, bringing your hands in front of your heart and taking another deep breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And as we exit out, uh, I want to just simply remind you that you are a divine being. And if inspired uh, in this next week to take some moments to see if you would like to practice 
seeing beyond, seeing beyond what is. If you would like to move beyond duality, the right and the wrong, with the understanding that will give you greater awareness of how to serve here in this moment. And if you can continue to practice and work towards embodying your core values that will inform that no, it's okay to roar. It's okay to say no. So I want to thank each and every one of you for being here in this moment. It's a deep honor to be in your presence. And I bow to you with respect. This is Suzanne signing out. The full heart, a soft gaze, a gentle bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Hallelujah.